1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Guys, you tired of burning your poop, burying your poop, tired of packing it out with you? Let's make a game out of it. And now you can with a 100% biodegradable bag that turns your poop into food when it touches water. It's called Skippity Doo Doo. Skip it across that lake or stream to feed the wildlife. Check it out at skippity doo doo.shoo-doo-doo-shoo. Hello, everybody. This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who will play hide and seek with himself and the wildlife, and he wins almost <laughs> as much as Sasquatch. Except nobody really wants to come looking for Carl That's like true. to do the squatch. True, true. Carl Mandrioli. There he is. Welcome to the Backpacking Wishers Podcast, everybody. With me today is my lovely co-host, Derek Somerville. He's a man that thinks the only difference between eating regularly and a diet is instead of saying, I ate nachos, he now says, I accidentally ate nachos. Too long and uh, too lame. <laughs> Too there long. we go. <laughs> Shorter than yours. What are you talking Mine about? had a hook. Mine oh had a hook. Gosh. All right, we'll do a character count after the show character and find out. Count. <laughs> quality, not quantity, uh, or both. We got two game-changing companies, and uh, I don't know. People throw around like hyperbole all the time, but I really do think that these could be game-changing. Maybe not both for a single backpacker, but I think... I think everybody's going to find at least one of these companies, if not both, super helpful. What do you think? I, I, I hope so. I mean, I think the more companies that uh, change the game, I think the better. I think it all, it all ups the ante. What are you laughing about? Because it's just so general and ridiculous. No, because it's like if, if you have good people doing good things like these com- these companies, it's going to like raise the bar for everybody else, or, or, or it should. It's going to challenge. It's going to solve some problems. It's going to challenge people. And yeah, they're kind of yeah filling in some gaps, so to speak. So we hope that you find these companies helpful. So I got a Bible verse for the episode, Proverbs 15, 17. Better a small serving of yep. vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hatred. <laughs> what are you <laughs> buying these? What are vegetables with love. In the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Bible a la Carl. It means, with the, the kind of point of this one is, it is better to live simply in harmony, like with small servings of vegetables, than be surrounded by luxury and hatred. Do, do you feel like there's hatred with luxury? I think that, yeah, I think. Can. What's the uh, proverb? Mo money, mo problems. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> the American proverb? Backpackingblisterspodcast.com, if you guys want to write, Carl. You don't think so? You, I don't, okay, I don't, you think, I don't that, think that's necessarily true. I think I think it's, it's not always more true, often but, than not, probably. You know? Yeah. But 
I think that, I think, yeah, s- simplified life. I mean, that's really what backpacking is, right? You're living simply on the trail. For most people, you're kind yeah. of shedding a lot of the extra junk and you're trying to minimize, right? For the most part, we do have some poshy backpackers who like their luxury <laughs> items. Some uh, glampers. Glampers, yeah. you know, their air mattresses yeah. and whatnot. But for the most part, yeah. <laughs> <With> their air <laughs> mattress <laughs> <laughs> is a little bit too luxurious. What are you talking about? Calm down with the air mattress, everybody. Carl and his down pillows, you know, and his oh, whatnot. Oh, my goodness. You know. Yeah, I think that that's one of the attractions of backpacking is you live a lot more simply. Yeah. I find it easier to, to pack for backpacking and try to pare things down than for car camping where you can just, like, you know, throw oh, a junk yeah. in the back of the car. Yeah. So it's annoying. Yeah. You, annoying, you bring way so. too much, for sure. Too much. Okay. All too right, much. so we got two companies. The first company we're going to start off with is a company called Backcountry Foodie. Foodie. We got yes. Aaron from Backcountry Foodie. I'll give you the rundown about kind of, you know, kind of who she is and what she's all about. But um, this is a company that can solve, I would say, many problems and could be a game changer for anybody that's hiking long trails or somebody who's looking for different ideas, looking for nutritious ideas. Just lots of stuff going on here. So here we go. With me today is a registered dietitian, a backpacking nutritionist with over 20 years of experience and the founder of Backcountry Foodie, Aaron Owens Mayhew. How's it going today? It is good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat today. Absolutely. I'm excited to chat too because I've been kind of like perusing your site. You got all sorts of good stuff going on. So like, so what is Backcountry Foodie and how did it become a company? Well, long story short is I had a midlife crisis back in 2016. I'd been, like you just said, I was a dietitian for 16 years at that point in time. Um, I was tired of the hospital situation. I had a two-hour commute each way. I lived in the big cities. Just all these kind of variables were going on. And I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? I need a break. And right. I'd been a three- to five-day backpacker, and I'd always kind of dreamed about the PCT. So I was like, what better time than now to quit everything that I've done through like, the PCT and take that time to figure out what the heck I am going to do with myself next. Um, so that's what I did. I started on my 40th birthday in March of 2017. And the preparing for the PCT, I started prepping my own backpacking food, which I'd never, never done before. And the reason right. why I ended up doing that is that I was also a trail runner at the time. So I knew nutrition was going to be super important for me to be on the PCT because I knew how I reacted when I didn't eat enough when I was running. Um, right. So long story short, I ended up making my meals for the PCT. And lo and behold, it became this huge thing because I focused on as much nutrition as possible, as lightweight as possible, small as possible, because I started becoming an ultralight backpacker. Um, and that's how Backcountry Foodie came about. So I ended up making a cookbook was the first one um, thing that I did. But I realized I didn't like having to wait until the next cookbook does share recipes. So then that's when we launched the website where now mm. I give new recipes to all right, it's a membership website, so I've launched new recipes every single month so I can share everything I'm doing, which is all trail tested on my trail. I'm still tra- I'm long distance hiking when I can. So the recipes are on our website. We have a meal planner on there. Um, essentially, we do everything that I wish I would have had when I first started. <laughs> so it's kind of those like, I wish I had a nutrition coach to help me do all this. So we have that now. Okay, yeah, okay. You had, a, you had a lot going on, a lot to react to here. <laughs> I, wa- I want to get into the, the story part first. Okay. So you mentioned, so you had the midlife uh-huh. crisis and you're like, okay, essentially you're like, I quit. I'm going long distance backpacking. Is that... So it, 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 did you kind of storm out and you're like, I've had enough, Pretty much. I'm grabbing my backpack and I'm going Do you have a story behind that or what's, what's going on with that? Pretty much is that I asked to take the, I mean, I was just mentally exhausted. I wasn't exercising. I mean, there's all these things. I bought, I ordered a custom expensive luxury car online 
So that was definitely like something's really wrong <laughs> because that's not something that I do. And my friends were like, what's going on here? <laughs> so you're like, you're not making good decisions. That's you're not making good decisions. Right. I went on a vacation to the Philippines and Bali with a guy I met online okay. that I'd never met before. So, I mean, these are the kind of decisions I was making Whoa, okay. at the time. And you survived that, obviously. So I survived it. Okay. Actually, it was a really memorable trip. It was pretty awesome. But risky. I was really lucky that it, it was very risky. Yeah. So it literally was, I'm out, I'm done. At the time, okay. my boss wouldn't give me the time off. So I literally left it all. And my parents thought I was nuts because you're 40 and you should be getting a 401k, you know, all those yeah, kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like... These are, you got some life lessons in here. So we got, okay, if, you, oh, yeah. if you're willing to buy a luxury car online, you know, sight unseen, not, not having tests driven yeah. it, or go to a very remote part of the world with a stranger, maybe those right. are some warning signs, I think is what you're, is it's kind of like there. a, ooh, something's <laughs> going on. Yeah. And then the other part of the story, so you're talking about how, so you're building out, you know, you're, ultra, you're an ultralight backpacker, you're building out ultralight, but nutritional uh, food options for the trail, which is which is a problem for a lot of folks, including myself. Right. And, and you said it became a thing. So when you say that, are you saying people are, are wandering into your camp? Uh, they're observing what you're eating. They're like, hey, hey, what's that? What you got there? That and I, when I was working in a hospital, I had nutrition interns. Okay. And they're being young millennials and that kind of thing. They're like, you need an Instagram account, Aaron. Like, you need to start oh, okay. educating people for this. And I didn't know what Instagram was back then. Right. So that's kind of how it took off too. Is they were actually posting for me, doing a lot of education that way. So that's where it came about. And then also, I used the PCT as kind of an interview setting. So I would ask people like, oh, what are you having to eat? Right. Are you struggling? You know that kind of thing. So it's kind of like a data collection. Um, for me at the same time. And then well, one a funny story is that once people kind of started getting to know what I was doing is they would message me out on Instagram and say, did you leave anything in the hiker box? I want it. <laughs> they would follow behind me oh. on the trail and be like, okay, where are you now? I want your leftovers. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's the dream right there to have some gourmet food, like just presented to you while you're out on the trail. Right. Okay. So were you in early on like the social media where you're just basically taking pictures of what you're about to eat is that is that you yeah i would say that's kind of because i again i didn't know what social media was because that's like the that's like the stereotype but you're trying to actually you're not just like bragging about your food you're like no 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 right you can have this too yeah like, like got the here's recipe. the recipes okay. and i posted a lot of like this was a disaster like don't do this um because that's what right. i found in a lot of the cookbooks that i bought 30 cookbooks trying to figure all this out and none of them did what i wanted them to do nutritionally so i'd be like okay, instead of using instant white rice, which has very little nutrition, do this instead. Instead of doing this, do this instead. So right. I did a lot of that kind of teaching on Instagram that I think kind of got okay. people's interest because they're like, oh yeah, wait a minute, that does make sense. Yeah, and I noticed that, I just can't peruse your site too. I, what really got me, what made me realize, okay, you know what you're talking about is you posed like the super common question, how much food should I bring? And I was like, oh, I hate this question because there's so many variables. And then like, as I kept on reading, I was like, oh, you actually know more variables than I do in terms of, yeah. you know, what you got to consider. And I was like, okay, this person really knows what they're talking about. So, And we just built a calorie calculator for that very reason. We spent an entire year building this thing out um, because I was so frustrated with all the calculators that people are using online right. um, because the estimates are horrible. They're either super high or super low. Um, so we spent an entire year reading all the research I actually had to hire an algorithm guy because it was way over my head. Like I knew the okay. calculations, but I didn't know how to put them together. <laughs> right. So it's probably would take me 20 minutes or longer by hand to do all the math, but it takes into account, I think 15 variables. Like you're saying, it's 
your height, your weight, your age, your gender, like the terrain, the backpacks. I mean, it goes on and on and so, on. So yeah, so ter terrain is like how much elevation gain are you doing? How many miles are you doing? Well, is it dirt? Is it snow? Is it swamp? Oh is gosh. it bushwhacking? Okay. I mean, yeah. And then it just, it just spits out like you need to eat X amount of calories per day. Exactly. Wow. And it, it does day hikes and overnight trips too, because that's very different. Because that's what I found. The online calculators were doing calories while you're actively hiking, not a 24-hour time right. period, which is very different. Does so it, you can have the choice of one or the other. Yeah. Does it include your base weight, your backpacking base weight? Okay. Yes. That's tough because I know that some people's base weights are crazy low, but then yeah. like not counting the food, just some of their consumables are just, you know, they throw in extra this or extra, like an extra liter of water. Right. And then I don't know. It's just hard to, I, I would guess it's hard to kind of really get it perfect, but calorie calculator yep it's a new tab on the top of our backpacking doc backcountryview.com there's a new tab up there so i'm super proud of it we spent a lot of time working on it gotcha yeah I'm gonna, i'll definitely use, that's a great tool and that's a free tool you just have on your website free tool okay. yep just free nice, tool nice all right so nutrition is obviously like you mentioned that you kind of alluded to this but nutrition is a big part of your meal plans and the information on your website so I'm sure just with your Instagram posts and just with meeting with different folks over the years, you probably have a, a lot of answers to this, but what kind of stands out is like some of the biggest errors folks are making when packing their food, like in terms of like, you know, are they deficient in areas or overdoing other areas or just kind of what comes to mind? I think it's the whole calorie thing is that most hikers, I think really underestimate how many calories that they really need because of those okay. calculators. People have been relying on those calculators for so long. Um, that when they started using my calculator, they were like, whoa, 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 like that's impossible. I'm like, no, you've probably been underestimating. Have you been tired? Are you hangry, aka cranky mm. because you didn't eat enough? Right. Are you not recovering well? I mean, it's a lot of those things that I think people, and I noticed this when I first started backpacking is that I would hit the wall and not put two mm -hmm. and two together. I didn't think like, oh, I'm not eating enough. Backpacking just sucks. You know, backpacking just hurts. <laughs> this is just what it is. I didn't put two and two together until I started paying attention to food. I'm like, oh, wow, like I actually feel good when my body has enough fuel in it. So you're not saying people are, people are under bringing food. You're saying they're under eating. Under eating, yeah. Okay. Well, and two, under eating, meaning yeah. that they might eat breakfast, never eat a snack, and might eat lunch. So you're having these super highs and lows too, whereas... One of the things I really teach people is just keep feeding your body all day long. You got to keep that engine going kind of thing instead of just having these huge meals right. and then not fueling yourself in between. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's interesting because I feel like with the new pack setups where you got those like hip belt pockets, there's all these companies that are, you know, they're putting pockets on your shoulder straps. I've even seen people have almost like a, like an eating trough, yeah. like dangling from their sternum strap. That's what I do. People are still just... <laughs> They're still, they're still not eating enough. They're, they're still like that. Those tools are insufficient is what you're saying. Yeah. Because I, I don't know what it is that people don't do. Um, but that's one of the most common things that I see is that I do so much teaching and they're like, Oh no. Well, and one thing that I noticed too, is that people will pack what they're used to eating at home and not ramp it up to what they're eating on trail. They're not taking into account all that extra energy. So if you're not right. used to snacking at home, then I don't think they kind of move that into the backpacking situation because you're just not in the habit of doing that. So that might be part of it too, is backpacking. Okay. I call it an endurance sport. I I think it's like, what other sport do you carry a backpack? Are you like climbing 3000 feet a day, you know, doing this over and over right. again, not sleeping well because you're on the ground, you know, all these things that I don't think mm -hmm. backpackers give themselves a lot of credit when they should. So I think that has to do with it too, right. is they don't consider it like a real sport kind of thing. So I think there's just a lot going on with backpacking and nutrition. All right. So I found on your website, you actually have, I don't know if it's part of the blog, but you have like a cold soaking guide. What? 
Are you still getting a lot of hits on that? Like, are people still interested in eating this way? I think, actually, I just looked at my blog post traffic today, and that's one of my top ones. For some reason, dehydrating strawberries is number one. <laughs> okay. And then number two is cold soaking. Okay. This is super popular a few years ago, and then... Yeah, and my resupply was... Okay, first. okay. All right, all right. You got to tell me why, because, like, this is confusing to me. Why do you want to eat, like, food that tastes good hot, you, you want to make it yucky and eat it cold? Like, what's the thought here? That's the key, is you eat food that's meant to eat in cold cold don't eat hot food cold <laughs> that's, that's my key. when i see it on when i see it on yeah. youtube people are making food that's normally hot cold that's what i see right i think that's the problem for me okay. i don't like doing that because like a beef stroganoff i think tastes terrible cold but right. a pasta salad, <laughs> yeah like a pasta salad you get at the deli tastes amazing cold or like a bean dip would taste awesome or hummus you know you use things that are normally cold and eat them cold so it's just a rehydrated form of it Okay. But yeah, I found it really interesting. My resupply customers that I did this year, 90% of them were cold soakers. Didn't take a stove the first time. So I was really expecting them to be like, oh, Aaron, like, I need a stove. Like, start sending me hot food. And they never did. Right. So I thought it was really interesting. People are really just not wanting the hassle of cleaning a pot. You know, they're out because they're eating out of the bags. Right. They're not wanting the hassle of like having to find fuel, you know, all the things that go along with the stove. But I know I don't think it's a, for me, it's not a hassle for me. It's yeah. just like, you know, the hot food around the campfire or, or just around yeah. the camp kind of breaking bread together. Backpacking version is just yeah part of the enjoyment. I don't know that I'm getting the same enjoyment out of cold meals. I get the whole like go go light and fast and shave some weight. I get that, but not over the long haul. I think over the long haul, that would be. Tiresome. I did it for the Oregon Coast Trail for like about 30 days and I was like, I'll never do it again. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. I tried it. That's just not my thing. But for some people, right. it works for them. So I know I, I, I've seen it, but I like, I just thought that that, that trend was dying or was dead. So I guess I'm now, on that one. Okay. Not that I'm seeing on our, just based on our traffic and then what I've been feeding my hikers. Yeah, it's okay. still pretty popular. All right. Well, let's talk about that. If you're launching a new service, you know, I think your target is, is long distance backpackers and through hikers. People, like, how does this work? So are people ordering specific, like, meal kits? Are you dialing it in based on caloric needs? Like, what, like, give us a breakdown here. So the resupply service this season uh, was one thing. Next season is going to be very different based on what I learned. Um, so what I offer is a customized resupply service. Um, what that means is that essentially a lot of my hikers had very specific nutrition needs, whether it's a food allergy or they had celiac or you know, all these different nutrition things that they were really nervous about being able to find those foods in town. Um, so that's where I alleviate all that stress. Part of the resupply service too is for, especially for like long distance hikers, I ship gear back and forth. So if you're okay. in the summer, then you need to switch out to like the Sierra winter gear, that kind of thing. I do all that for you. Like you have their gear or you're using yeah. gear that you're, okay. Nope. So everybody has their own hiker boxes here. My spare bedroom is now resupply central. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't have a bed in it anymore. Oh it goodness. has. At the peak of the season, I had 40 hiker boxes in there. Essentially, everybody had their own plastic hiker box where I stored all their gear. Um, and because Amazon doesn't necessarily deliver to general delivery, like I can order um, new shoes, new socks, and that kind of thing, have them sent by general delivery. Um, I can bounce boxes back and forward. I can, I mean, I just do anything that you would normally do for yourself. I could do it for you. And my hikers just found wow. like, it's just, it's a luxury service. Honestly, you show up and your food's yeah. there and then you keep on moving kind of thing. So you're the go between for people kind of encompassing everything from the gear to whether it's their gear to actually replacing yeah. gear, maybe the stuff yeah. is broken or worn out to the food. And just, you're just able to kind of like, you know, I'm going to send this here, send this here, and it's going to be ready to go when you get there. 
I'm essentially a trail mom. Yeah. <laughs> so one of my actors called me the trail concierge. Con, that's, that's good. Yeah. I like that. So yeah, essentially like you place your order and then I take care of all the magic in between that shows up. So I had one hiker that wanted to do the trail in a hundred days. He's like, I don't want to deal with all that hassle. Just here's my order and it'll be there. And he kept on moving kind of thing. Okay. So that's what I did this year. Next year, what I learned from a lot of my hikers is they don't need all that extra support. So they don't need the gear because somebody else at home is taking care of that, that kind of thing, or they don't have the special nutrition needs. They just need regular food. So what we're doing now is offering every supply shop where, like I was saying early on, is everything you would ever need available is in the shop. And then it's okay. like a hiker Amazon situation. You go and you like click all the things that you want. I put it in a resupply box. I put the stickers on it because I know all the shipping strategies for resupply boxes. Like hold right. for PCT, hiker, ETA, you know, that kind of thing. And then it's out in okay. three days. You get it in about three to five days kind of thing. So that's wow. what next year okay. is going to be that I'm working on. We're actually moving into a commercial kitchen November 1st. Um, yeah, I quickly grew out of my home kitchen. <laughs> like our house, yeah, you can't yeah. see around the corner, but there's like eight foot tall shelving units back there. <laughs> Right, right. Of all this stuff. So, yeah, it was it's crazy. It blew up. I was really shocked at like the interest people would have in it. So, no, because that, no, that sounds very appealing. And, and to be honest, like, so it's been a few years since I've done some through hikes, but the most recent one I did, I was trying to do the Washington section of the PCT. And as I was doing my resupply box, I just was, I don't know, it like it, it was a long time ago. So there weren't the resources now, but so I was having a really rough time trying to get variety in on the meals. And I, and I just thought, man, Exactly. Am I going to really want this by the time I hit my resupply? Like, I think I'm going to be tired of this stuff, but I don't know what else, to, you know, like there's only so many things. And so I feel like you're solving a pretty big problem in that regard. That's one of the luxuries too, is that you only order when you need to. So it's a pay-as-you-go right. service. So if you need me at one spot and then there's a lot of grocery stores and you need me in the next spot, you do it. Or then that okay. way, because that's the mistake that I made when I planned for my PCT is I made all five months worth of food ahead of time. And, you know, you yeah. get sick of stuff. I mean... Right. Or I ended up getting hurt, so then I didn't use it all. You know, that kind of thing. So you're not investing all that time and money that right. you just do it as you go. Um, right. So when your flavors change, then your favor preferences change, and you pick out what else you want kind of thing. Yeah, that's super smart. That is interesting. But the one downside I could see for you specifically is, like, if you, I mean, you're back, you're like a 20-plus year or whatever experienced backpacker, but the peak part of your job has to be during, you know, the summertime the spring, the fall. So you got to be pretty darn busy. Are you getting out on your own backpacking trip still? I've hired help. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, but now I do. <laughs> okay. So, that's that's yeah. depressing. You're like, everybody gets to go except for me. Except for me. <laughs> yeah. That's so. definitely, that's what happened this season, but I've since hired a business manager and he manages all those things. And then I'm hiring. That's the other reason why I have to get out of our house is that as a home business owner, people aren't allowed in the house to help. So I'm moving out of the house to be able to okay. hire help. So I can backpack again. <laughs> all right, you're wise. Like I, I, yeah, you're you're ready to go with all these thoughts and questions I have. Okay, so there's a lot a lot to offer here. I think definitely uh, we'll have a, your your website linked in our show description so people can check out the calorie calculator and all the services you provide, especially if you're doing longer trips. And just to clarify, I mean, I know you're based out of California, so are you mainly doing California trails or do, are people reaching out to you from the Colorado trail or the Appalachian or beyond? That's the other reason why I'm moving out of the house too is my cottage food license only allows me to help California state. So okay. now I can do the entire country. So uh, okay. yeah, this year is kind of a testing phase. So I just did the PCT, but I've already actually already have my roster signed up for next season. <laughs> so, oh wow, yeah. Okay. So I've already got AT hikers. I have a long trail hiker, PCT hikers, Colorado trail. Um, yeah. So yeah, I could do any trail starting this coming season. 
All right. So um, anything else you want to share about Backcountry Foodie? Anything you, you got on the website that we should check out? Other than, well, and then we have master classes. So that's another thing kind of where I brain dumped everything I've learned over the years that you can learn it in like 45 minutes kind of thing. So if you're a brand new backpacker learning about backpacking food, we have a food one-on-one class. And then like I was mentioning earlier, if you're always hitting the wall, I have a class all about like how not to hit the wall. And then I have a class on ultralight meal planning, which is essentially teaching you all the things that I do myself. Um, so that way in 45 minutes, you know all my tricks and you can do it yourself. Okay. Wow. All right. Good deal. All right. So a lot, a lot of resources there. And like I said, I have it linked in the show description. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the show oh, sure. and, and sharing your awesome company. We really appreciate you. Oh, sure. Thanks for having me. All right, so let's let's break this down, Derek. First thing was this company came from a midlife crisis. She shared her story. That's uh, that's pretty intense. Some of the stuff going on. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And you, as far as I know, like you and I don't have anything quite that intense for you know during our midlife time. But but thirty forty years ago, when you hit your midlife, did 30, you? Did I look good for seventy? Yeah. yeah, I look good. Yeah, you did. Thank you. You're doing good. Thank you. Did you have a midlife crisis? Do you have anything? No, um, you know, kind of stand out midlife crisis. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think I did. And I think I was very okay. fortunate. Part of part of my. I'm not like I gotta have a new car or whatever kind of person. But I think it was more right. parts of the world I wanted to see. And so I think I was very okay. fortunate to have seen all seven continents before I was like 34 or something like that. So I felt like. So had you not done that, you might have. I would have been out. more itchy. I would have been more like, I gotta, uh, I gotta, okay. you know, probably definitely would have felt that right. more, for sure. Okay. What about you? Are you? Is yours like how many trails can I hike before I'm fifty or something or what? I mean, people freak out for different reasons. Not all about that, but I could. Yours is a good point. Like I wanted to kind of get out and not just kind of because we stuck. talked about we talked about this like twenty years ago. You and me. I don't know if you remember this conversation. I still remember this conversation I had with you. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, I was, I was very hyper aware of the potential yeah. of this. Well, I remember the conversation you said to me. You made a good point. I still stuck with this point. It was, um, you're like, well, I think a lot of people have midlife crises because they don't feel like they've accomplished what they need to accomplish by the age that they're at, or they feel like they're behind, or like mm-hmm. other people have done quote unquote more in their life or whatever. And right. I sat there and I was like, you know, I feel like I've gotten to see more of the world, seen and done more things than. Most people ever probably do. So I don't know. I feel like everything at this point is cherries on top, but I could see how okay. a midlife crisis would make you want to have some huge change. And for her, I think it was, oh, yeah. it's kind of good. It happened. It sounds like, cause she's got this company going on. Right. I think purpose is a big part of it. If you are just kind of like, you know, doing the grind every day and you're, you're feeling like whatever your job is, is lacking in purpose right. or you haven't found that purpose in your job yet, that could be exactly. part of it too. But you could make the case this podcast is kind of born out of, I mean, that was, you know, like I turned forty, we went on a backpacking trip in Glacier National Park. Podcast came right after that. Mm-hmm. So is, is mm-hmm. this a midlife crisis? Probably for you. Probably yeah. it's uh, like probably a not. seven year crisis. It's still going. It's, we're still having a crisis, yeah. I guess. But um, yeah. anyway, so I feel like I scratched the surface with her. Were there any food specific questions about nutrition that I should have asked? I, I wanted you to dive into more like, what are some of these recipes, you know, like, or what, what are, um, you want her to go like ingredient list by ingredient list. No, 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 not ingredient. Like, Hey, here's a recipe for, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And like, dude, what are her top five recipes? Like what, like, like what types of food she might have? Yeah. Like yeah. what are, what are your favorite snacks that you bring on the trail? Yeah. I felt like I wanted you there for that. So I think we got to have her back on. That's what I'm trying to say. I think we should. Okay. So, I think we should. 
Aaron, well, you're coming back on. Coming back on when Derek's available, hopefully. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk about, yeah, what, what the top food options are. I don't know. I got the website linked in our show description. You can kind of, you know, they have some sample stuff there, so you can kind of check things out for sure. But I, I don't know how I missed it, but I missed the calorie calculator when I was digging around on her site. I don't know if I, I don't know if she added really? that after I was looking at, because she, she just added it. So that could have been the case. I've already played with it. All right. I, I saw it. I didn't do it though. Do, yeah. do we want to do it? What do we want to do? You want to do it together? I'll have you go through this with like our band. Wait, trip. Let, tell me, tell me what your results were. Or do you want to wait till I'm done? No, it's more dramatic. We got to okay. go drama right. mode. Okay. All right. So so for the, those on YouTube, they can, you can actually see us kind of cycle through this. I'm going to just ask Derek the questions. We're going to plug in the data. Here we go. All right. Before I click the, the button to calculate calories, what's your prediction? Oh, 2,800. 2,800 calories. I'm going to predict that you are like so far off it's embarrassing. 6,700 6, calories per happening. day. It's not happening. Okay. So I plugged it in, and I mean, some of my data was different, obviously, like height, weight, but I also didn't put bushwhacking. And I think most of it was the same, but a lot of it was different. And I came up with 9,500 calories. What? 95? How do you even fit that in your mouth? I, I don't even think I brought much more of that for the entire trip, much less. This is per day. That's per day. That's impossible for me. Right. There's no way. Both Rowan and Aaron were saying that we're not eating enough calories in general. I know I lost weight on the trip, so I know I didn't bring enough, but I don't know. That's like Michael Phelps kind of like caloric intake there, right? That's a lot yeah. of food. And your pack's going to be so much heavier, so. Oh, my goodness. So take it with a grain of salt is all we're trying to say. So I'm not so sure. Next trip, bring like three meals per day full. I just can't eat that much, man. Like it's not, I'm not I even going to enjoy that. I mean, I feel like if I do a double serving of a meal and I have like, what is it, like 900 calories or something? Like, that's mm. like, I feel good. Right. right. So maybe I need more gummy bears. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'll solve the problem. That'll solve um, last thing we talked about was the cold soaking of the cold. Like she said that people are doing that with cold food or food that's intended to be cold versus the, you know, cold soaking of the hot food. Stop it. I've seen. Just stop the cold soaking, please. Yeah, she said it's popular. It's a popular blog. People are clicking on it. Um, stop. Just stop the cold soak. It's okay to enjoy your food out there, folks. It's okay to have a hot meal. Yeah, we should start a, like an anti-campaign, you know? We we mentioned this. I think I put this in an episode called like, you know, backpacking trends that are going to die. And I mentioned cold soaking. Nobody came to cold soaking's defense, and that's a couple of years ago. You think it's like a like a, a, a regional thing? You know, like maybe it like could, the East It could Coast. be that or it could be like a long trail through hiker kind of thing. People hate. I don't people know, man. Hate, yeah. I, I want hot meals. I know. Give me like, some hot people meals. hate carrying a little bit of propane for a few ounces to have a delicious hot meal. Look, I get if you're going doing an epic trip, you're going light and fast. I get it. But for the for most backpacking trips, just like why torture you yourself more than you have to? Right. You know? Right. I don't get it. Have for your sure. cold meal in the morning if you really need one. Yeah. And then just have your pesto salmon hot meal of the night. I don't I don't get it. Okay. I think we've scolded enough there. Okay, we're good. Uh, okay, so that was Backcountry Foodie. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully there's a resource there. Again, links in the show description. Yep. Next up, we've got a company, kind of like the one-stop shop. Yes. It's called Near Zero. I like it. And this is where you can literally, like if you're new to backpacking, if you know somebody who's new to backpacking, if you don't want to lend out your gear, if you don't want to, you know, research all the different possible types, you just want to like, you just want to go someplace and be like, give me the gear. Yep. Give me everything. I'm ready to go. Yep. This is where you go. Is near zero. Yep. All right. Before we listen to it, though, I will say that we had technical difficulties. No. Um, at, so the tail end of the uh, interview kind of cuts out. So okay. I'll, I'll fill you in on what happened. Okay. There. 
I'm here with Scott Jensen from Near Zero. How's it going today, sir? Doing well. Everything's great. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, our pleasure. All right, so I know this is probably like not the question you were expecting me to ask out the gate, but I got to ask this. Were you a high school athlete by any chance? I wouldn't quite call me a top athlete, but I did play sports in high school. I played soccer and I was a pole vaulter in high school. You were a pole vaulter. Okay, because I saw a video recently. I think you were in like the Crested Butte area and you pole vaulted across a raging creek. <laughs> you risked your life. You took a stick and you grabbed it and pole vaulted across. Did I get that correct? Yeah, very observant. I didn't realize you watched that video. Yeah, I was uh, recently backpacking in there and there was, a, there was a big river and got a long stick. So that was fun. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I assume that your like days in high school pole vaulting helped you not die in that situation. <laughs> Certainly helped me have more confidence. Yeah, jumping high on okay. a pole and swinging across the river. Yeah, well, doing weird stuff or doing things that like we don't typically see in the outdoors are highly valued, especially on our show. So that, I thought that was super cool. So, all right, so you're a backpacker. You've started a company called Near Zero, and we always like to have up-and-coming companies on our show. So what is Near Zero, and who's your target consumer? Great, thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course. So Near Zero is a lightweight backpacking company. We take the guest work out of backpacking by providing gear that's simple to pack, lightweight, ready to go. And, and who are you targeting? Is this for like a newer backpacker, for any backpacker, for experience? Like where are you going with this? Really the majority of the customers are going to be your beginner backpacker. We lay it out. We put the labels inside of the backpack so people know exactly how to pack. So more of your uh, longtime experienced backpackers still can use the backpack if they want organization, but they may not necessarily need to know where to put their items for proper weight distribution. And so it's not just designed for organization like, hey, don't forget your tent, but it's specifically designed to make sure that all those pieces of gear are in the right spot so that, the, like you said, the, it's proper weight distribution. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So one of the aspects for a patent that we filed is the proper weight distribution. So the backpack's been designed and the patent technology in it is to properly uh, distribute the weight based upon our labeled organizational system. So your pack, is it called the Dean? Correct. Yeah, the backpack itself is the Dean, and then the Dean backpack is offered as a bundled solution as well. So you can buy just the backpack, the Dean, or as a full bundle. So then, okay, so if you buy just the backpack, and then you've got your own like parts and pieces you want to add to it, generally speaking, have you designed it so that it's going to generally fit your typical, you know, one to two person tent or you know, whatever you, you got for like cook storage or that kind of thing. Like, how did you, how'd you figure that out? I guess is my question. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Great question. So yeah, the backpack is a 50 liter, uh, open face U-shape opening backpack. Uh, it weighs three pounds and the compartments okay. within it, the tent goes there in the middle and it will fit up to a three person tent. So if you have a okay. MSR Hubba Bubba, if you have a big Agnes tent, a Nemo tent, any ultralight tent, uh, would fit inside of that slot. And then sleeping bag down below, okay. uh, most brand down feathered sleeping bag. If you have a down bag, would fit there at the bottom. As far as cookware, yeah, you could put a jet boil on that same slot. And our spot is designated for a teapot or a, a one liter uh, type of pot with a canister um, inside of there. So your fuel as well as your, your stove. And then all those compartments, by the way, also can be unclipped. So if you want to take the webbing dividers out, it's very simple to unsnap it and take all those things to reconfigure it. So you could actually shave some weight off the pack by taking out the interior compartments, is what you're saying? 
Yeah, we made it super lightweight. You maybe just it's just a few grams. You know, let you know about an ounce is all that you would be uh, taking out. Oh, we really? It. Yeah, it's it's very lightweight uh, with okay. those clips and mesh dividers. You'd be surprised. There's folks that'll be like, oh, an ounce is worth it. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been one of those. Sometimes I am one of those kind of people. But uh, right. yeah, yeah. It's, you can't take it out. Usually, with all the compartments, pockets, and you know, zippers and parts and pieces of the pack that typically adds a lot of weight, but you've got it down to, to three pounds. That's pretty impressive. And then what he's describing is, so there'll be a compartment for a tent, but then like physically on the pack, the word tent is labeled in that compartment so that I think you designed it. So it's like, not only do you know that your tent's supposed to go there, but it's also a reminder. Don't, don't forget your tent or what, you know, like whatever big other pieces that you're bringing is that correct correct yeah you know usually people won't forget their tent or their sleeping bag but i've forgotten my sleeping pad before and there's a slot whoa for real yeah yeah no i've been on and many scouts as well i used to be a scout master for many years and many of my boy scouts yeah they'll they'll forget the major items and you're like why how did you miss that well my co-host derek like he's forgotten his sleeping pad before but his solution was just to blame it on the shuttle driver saying that it flew out of the back of the trailer so i appreciate you took ownership <laughs> over that because that's not typical for a podcast but <laughs> but yeah certainly some of those things are, are forgettable all right so getting down to like the nitty-gritty here so you you said okay so you can buy the pack and it's you know like it's it's a good setup for kind of where to put the weight distribution and you know to to not forget certain critical pieces of gear but you also offer bundles as well and so you have i think there were like three different bundles if i'm remembering correctly like can you give us like a typical bundle like what why would somebody want to bundle your pack with like you know a whole bunch of other gear what's the advantage sure yeah so we offer five three different bundles we're going to be coming out with the fourth and even a fifth year soon too Uh, but the three different bundles is a five item a 20 item and a 30 item bundle your five item bundle okay. is really your big four plus one. Okay. So your big four is your backpack, your tent, your sleeping bag, your pad. And then we throw in a pillow is, is your, okay. is your five item bundle. Um, and then the 20 item bundle, all those same items. And we add in, you know, 15 additional items such as your cook set, first aid kit, trowel, uh, teapot, that kind of stuff, a mug, fire starting kit, hygiene kit, compass, those types of things. And then, you added okay. 10 more items to get to your 30 item bundle. And this is the bundle that say, I don't want to think about it. I'm going to be going, you know, hiking, have a soup bike next week. I give it to me at all. Right. Don't make me think, don't make me have to go research this. So we add in, <laughs> we add in a right. chair stool. We add in, uh, you know, a, a um, paracord, bug spray, sunscreen, water bottle. And then we even add in a grill, a saw uh, and food. So we use peak refueled freeze-dried foods, and we add that in for the entire big package. Wait a second. So the, you've is there a demand for a grill and a saw in the, in the backpacking circuit from your experience? Yeah, that's a great question. So if you're going to be having a fire, how are you going to cook over that fire? Do you plan to cook over the fire? So many times I'll go fishing, you know, when I'm backpacking, catch a trout, and I want to cook it over the fire. And so this little small okay. grill just weighs, you know, a couple few ounces, like like three ounces. And uh, you can cook steak, chicken, shish kebabs right on that grill. And then obviously, if you're going to be having a fire, you need to cut down the wood. And uh, it's a lightweight folding saw so that you can uh, cut dead wood, you know, assuming that uh, you're in an area that doesn't have those restrictions. All right. Yeah, I will say that back in the day, when I was working at REI, we had people periodically come into the store and they would say, hey, 
I'm going on a major backpacking expedition. I've got 10 minutes. Just load me up with what you think is necessary for me to bring. Everything from, you know, the big four beyond. Kind of like one of your bundles, basically, but we have 10 minutes to kind of throw everything into a cart. And it was surprising, you know, that that was a thing, but apparently it sounds like you're, you've got a solution for that type of person. So I think that's kind of what the bundles, or at least the big bundle before. But what's, like, in the bundle, specifically in the bundle, you mentioned the peak refuel, but are yep. you... Are you designing, like, are you the tent maker? Are you the sleeping pad designer, sleeping bag? Are you using other brands? Like, what, where are you going with that? Yeah, great question. So we offer about 60 different SKUs. About 90% of the products that we offer are our own brand that we manufacture. And okay. then about 10% of it is things like we partnered with a um, wholesaler for Sawyer for the water filters. Okay. We don't plan to do water filters, right? Food, we're not going to be doing any food. So we partner with Peak on that one. And then there's some other items such as a first aid kit, fire, some fire starting kits and things that are in the hygiene kit that uh, we don't manufacture either. Like the toothbrush that we we offer, provide a toothbrush and hand sanitizer and, and those kind of hygiene items are included. In. So out the gate, you're, I mean, it sounds like you're manufacturing quite a lot of stuff. Like you're, you're providing quite a lot. That's got, that's going to be hard to kickstart a company that way. For sure. Yeah, we're very diversified in the products that we offer, but that's part of our business model, right? We want a one-stop shop ready to go. And the only way that we could do it in an affordable, low-cost package like we're offering is to get it manufactured ourselves or, man, you know, and, okay. and do our own thing. Otherwise, is that we can't just retail and get the discounts that a, a wholesale account can provide and then uh, being able to uh, still make a profit by selling it into the customer. So we've had to, to do this on our own and so you're so at this point you're just available like like you go to your website that no there's no brick and mortar store there's no like you're saying there's no third party this is you are the one-stop shop is your website correct uh no so actually it's some brick and mortar stores now carry it uh you can go into scottsdale at just roughing it uh the wonderful store really? yeah okay. just roughing it in scottsdale the wonderful store similar to an rei kind of a feel specializing in hiking and backpacking they sell our bundle uh, as well as the backpack and most of our products and then several other retailers throughout the United States have it as well, including um, you can go to any of the 300 travel centers of America. Uh, they actually carry our pillow in there. And Subaru now carries our pillow also. There's a co-branding with Subaru and uh, and then some other small <laughs> stores as well. So we're, we're branching out. Um, we just signed a new contract with a new retailer, and uh, that will be announced soon at the major retailer in the United States, Brick and Mortar. Okay, so you're as you're trying to, to kind of figure out like where you're going to market your stuff or which stores you're like, all right, let's go to the outdoor shop. Let's go kind of local, you know, because you're based out of Arizona. And then as you're kind of brainstorming, all right, where else can we get our product? You're like, how about Subaru? Like, that just came up. <laughs> they actually came to us. So they found our product online. They said, that is a really nice looking pillow. We love the color. And would you, we, we want to uh, help small businesses be to be seen and Subaru wow. picked it up so okay, cool. uh, it now offers Subaru gear set. All right, so that was Scott Jensen from Near Zero. Sorry for the technical difficulties at the end, but I think we got the crux of it, you know. We got that he pole vaulted over a stream. He started his own company. He's got like I said the one-stop shop. What do you think? I mean, it's got a lot of cool stuff in here. For, let's talk about some of the good. Like, I noticed you got a Nalgene bottle. Well, how much is a Nalgene bottle normally? Like, 15 to 20 bucks? 18 bucks? Is it this that is much? Like, is it really that much at this point? Yeah, I was just looking at them the other day. 
Why were you looking at them the other day? What were you doing? Because I because I use them here for my kids. Okay. I use them for my kids. So, but I uh, there was one. I think it's on. It looks the same. I don't know the quality though, but it was nine ninety five or nine nine ten dollars. So, are, are you looking at it separately? So I've got. So I'm projecting now the ready to go bundle. This is where yeah, okay. there's. I'm looking at that 24 too. Twenty four different items they're giving you. Everything from fuel to your backcountry titanium spoon to your sleeping mm-hmm. bag to your. Mm-hmm. I think it includes it. Maybe does it include the tent here? I don't know. There's I'm a looking, lot to look at I'm here. Looking. Sleeping you got a mug. You've got sleeping mat filter, first aid kit, and you've got you got the Nalgene. What's crazy is there's some things in here that I would not bring. Like I would get rid of, but it's saying yeah. that the total, like the base weight, is 16 pounds. Footprint is your favorite, probably right? Is there a footprint? Yeah, there's a footprint on there. There's yeah. a footprint, right? I mean, these are you, and they give you the the itemized breakdown of each thing, which right. is great. And it, and it tells you where to pack it so you don't forget it. So does this supplant the gear list? Probably. Really? Probably. Would you trust this? You're like, I have labeled compartments. I don't need to look. I think it just depends. NZ35. Like, so I can look up, as long as I can look up the item, like here's the sleeping bag. NZ20, yeah. is that what it is? NZ35. Like I can click on it here. NZ35. I can get the details of it. So as long as I can go through it and be like, yeah, I, I like all these things. Great. They do give you some options as well. To like, oh, here's this bundle, but like, hey, if you want to switch out the sleeping bag right. for this sleeping bag, you can click on it. So as long as you have the option to kind of yeah. tweak it a little bit, I'd be like, this is pretty sweet. Are you that person? So like you go to a restaurant and they have whatever meal and you're like, okay, I would like to get such and such. I would like to get the salmon pesto pasta. But instead of the pesto, instead of it mm. being like a pine nut pesto, can you make a walnut pesto? And can you put a little bit of extra sauce on this side, but not on this side? Like, are you that person? Sometimes. Sometimes I think if I look okay. at a meal and I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to change like three or four things. I'm going to be like, mm, let's just get something else. I, I try to keep it to like, <laughs> I try to keep it to like, well, yeah, at that point you've created another meal. I try to keep it to like right? one to two changes. <laughs> max. To two. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Interesting. So that's, yeah. So you're saying that they, you can kind of do that. You can tailor it in here. So this 24 item ready to go bundle will cost you $958. Right. That's a it's lot. a lot, but. But you're, you're getting, getting a lot. You're getting a three hundred dollar tent, a two hundred to three hundred dollars sleeping bag, depending on what you get. You get a right. hundred dollars sleeping mat. That's like what seven hundred dollars right there. If you, and it's and the total base weight at sixteen pounds. I I like it, and I think you can pare it down even more. Right. Like I said, like it looks like you get a full first aid kit with like you know the case and stuff. So I I like it, but think about this from a, you know a, a person who's just starting's perspective. They don't know. They're like, I don't want to research. 24 different items that's overwhelming right 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 because it can be overwhelming yeah and so this could be a good starter spot and then you can kind of swap things out as you go so i think it's a solution for some new folks or some people you know maybe some trip leaders that don't want to always kind of i don't know i've actually been recently to rei where i'm i'm walking somebody you know through not even 24 items but like they're big four items and it took hours Mm -hmm. hours right i wish i had this i would just been like here you go and then i guess i would be curious you know like I know, see here, ready to go bundle two reviews. I'd be curious, like, the quality of a lot of these items. Like, are they pretty good? Can you, like, look up some of these items separately online? If That takes more time. But, like, right. can you get a feel for some of these bigger items? Like, hey, let me just Google these online and see, like, how, what other people yeah. are saying about them, you know? So That's a risk for any new companies out there is you don't know how they're going to hold up over the long haul, right? Right, 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 right. So but the a, idea is good. I like the idea. It's good. Okay. Hundred right. So here we go. Hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. We stand behind the products. If you're not happy with your product for any reason... Return it for a full refund within 90 days. Derek sold right there because he's like, anywhere you can return stuff, you're all in, right? Just Costco part two. There you go. 
That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. and they're and they might be starting to. I mean, we we know that they're in some like those local shops in Arizona, but you might start seeing these brands and these package deals mm. in your outdoor store. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll stay tuned for that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. They've been around Indeed. for two years. Okay, so hopefully one of those two companies was helpful. So I've got trail foodie trivia coming up right after this. Oh, this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Are you looking to be less sore, a stronger climber, or simply faster on the trail? Then check out the Training for Trekking podcast. These bite-sized episodes are full of excellent information that can improve your trail performance. He's specially trained in sports science and strength and conditioning to get your body in the right shape and prepared for adventure. Check out the Training for Trekking podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right. So I got three questions. Trail foodie trivia here. Trail foodie. Here we go. So uh, I don't know. In your mind, what's a foodie? Somebody who appreciates food. <laughs> Isn't that everybody? You know, I mean, everybody's a foodie. I mean, certain people don't like food. Anorexic people, bulimic, you know, I mean, they don't like it, but and you got to eat it. <laughs> no. So, you know, uh, 
Derek's analysis of eating disorders summed up in literally one <laughs> sentence. Wow. Wow. Who needs all these books? Like, you just go to Derek for Just things. go to me. I'll figure it out for you. Oh, my gosh. You know okay. I think of a foodie is somebody who's a little bit more like, you know, they've got kind of higher level, perhaps more expensive tastes. I don't know about that. I think it, okay, here's what I think it is. I think it's more like the people who really savor a meal. Like when I, you know, mm. and you're in Europe and you're having like a three hour Italian meal, like they savor the meal. <laughs> the foodie, these are foodies. <laughs> like when you say savor, you're like, they've chewed through the food. It's on their way down their throat. Then they kind of like internally spit it back up to re-enjoy the flavors. No, that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying like yeah, here, disgusting here in America, it's, it's drive through, wham, bam, get your meal, pay the check, go. Okay. In other countries, it's like, we're going to, this is like an event. We're going to sit down and eat this okay. for a while. Fair enough. All right. Well, it's along those lines. Here we Fair. go. Number one, which of the following trail foods has the most added sugar? Ugh. Added sugar. I got multiple choices. Okay. All, right. All right. I've got A, honey stinger waffle. Oh, those are good. Yeah. Okay. B, sport beans. Oh, those are sugary. Too. C, mountain house chili mac with oh, beef. Yeah. D, element electrolyte sugar free drink mix. Sugar free. <laughs> that's disgusting um that's not i love elements good man it's legit that's actually a game changer right there it's actually pretty yeah. yeah i don't think you've had it i did it's have okay. it you gave me one you this is like super salty yes it was a little salty but it was pretty good um oh, it's really salty yeah no it's all it's that's a, that's a cramp solving problem uh, machine i'm gonna oh added sugar yeah i'm going with the uh stingers the little waffle. Honey Stinger waffles have 11 grams of added sugar. That was second place. Sport beans have 19 Eight. grams. I knew it was beans or waffles. Yeah. Dang it. Mountain House Chili Mac of has seven grams of added sugar. An element zero. So Your favorite. There you go. Oh, for one. Uh-oh. Awesome. Not worried. Number two. Which of the following trail foods has the most total calories per, per package? package? All right. Okay. Per, per whatever. Whatever I just described we'll here. All right. A, range meal bars have you seen the meal bars never heard of these range meal bars i mean range is the brand but meal bars are a thing where it's just basically like these really large energy bars that are meant to be meal replacements okay okay chocolate peanut butter coffee flavored specifically all right b backpackers pantry salmon pesto pasta (laughs) strangely i was able to find the total calories even though they don't make that anymore like i found like an old package like a screenshot of it yeah yeah C, two cups of Gorp trail mix. Gorp? Two cups of of Gorp trail mix. Okay, okay. All right. And then D, Backpacking Magazine's new product line of dehydrated water. I'm sorry, dehydrated water? You made that up. Nice, that's good. No, that's like a, that's a very common dad joke right there. That's hilarious. Um, I'm going to just say salmon pesto. Salmon pesto was uh, 620 calories. That's actually in the very low Wait, for a meal. I thought it was like 1,100 with double serving or something. No, it's like per package it was 620. Oh, yeah. What? So I that, thought it was that's more That's not going to that. cut it. That's a little embarrassing you use that. Because Are you that's not sure? Be... That's Backpacker's Pantry? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. off. The, I'm the off meal me. bars were 700. Two cups of Gorp Trail Mix. Two cups is a lot, man. It's 1,386 oh. calories. Yeah. Dehydrated water, zero calories, FYI. Yeah, oh, thank you. I was curious. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, you probably have to have like a eight to 10 cups of that trail mix to like maintain your calorie intake. Oh, you know what I mean? So that, I, I try not to bring trail mix, so, and I know you don't either. So I don't either, no. Okay, so we're Already at failed for two. We're nice. at a failure. You're trying to avoid an utter failure. I'm trying to go for all over three. I, haven't, I just haven't done it for a while. I want to try and do it. All right. <laughs> you know? Number three, which of the following foodie sayings should be a warning sign that it's time to find new hiking friends. 
But you also have to explain your reasoning. All right. So I've there got three go. foodie sayings. Which is time we so you hear somebody on the trail okay. say something like this and you're like, Yikes, it's time to time to go look for new for friends. somebody else to hike with. Yeah. Harsh. Right. Hey, I brought along some tortilla chips because they're great palate cleansers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Weird but fair. <laughs> and I did look up. I'm like, I don't know what a palate cleanser is. No, that's so apparently true, yeah. tortilla chips are palate They are, cleansers. yeah, they're good. All right. B, I'm vegan. Most of the time. There we go. That's that's the one that's the correct <laughs> answer. We already know. See, do okay, see. Do you really eat that? I would never eat that. Not if you paid me. I'm gonna go with the <laughs> I'm gonna go with the vegan one that you clearly pinpointed on me. So okay, do you feel like that you feel like you're associated with that? You you, you feel because you've pegged me as a part-time <laughs> vegan and uh, you're saying you need to get new friends. <laughs> So you're saying you hear somebody say that they're a part-time vegan and you don't want to go hike with them even though you're a part-time vegan? I think this is that coming makes from no sense. I think you're coming from your own mental state when you do that <laughs> question. Really, any answer works as long as you have a good reason and your reasoning is not good. The so B. over three. Oh. Over three. <laughs> yes, I did it. Nice. Mission accomplished. Oh my gosh. Woo! I like it. Okay. But it's that good. last one that I shared though, I mean, we're joking about the first two, but that last one, have you surely you've come across somebody who's like that? Like, wait, do you do you really eat that? Uh, yeah. That judge, that I like feel, sheer judge. I'll be honest with you. And I love him to death, but Knowlton like eats some stuff. I'm like, you're going to eat that? But really? do you ask him that and like give him the look of, of just judgment? I don't know if it's full judgment, but it's, it's, it's like a... It's in the tone of your voice, man. Yeah, sometimes he has these meals that he brings or these snacks that he brings. And I'm like, what is that one? Um, Is it edible too? And uh, what does it smell like? Because he, he, I love him, but he's kind of like, he's he eats a lot better like he has way more energy. He's taking care of himself better. But some of the things that he brings, I'm like, they can't be good for you, dude. Like this looks yeah. disgusting. So, right. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention. I noticed that on a recent trip. Nolan's our good buddy. He's been on the show a couple times, but it's been a while. And yeah. um, he'll be part of our our documentary. But he he does have some interesting things that he brings to eat. But I've never been. I don't think I've ever challenged him on. Maybe it's like maybe that. it's time. Maybe it's time. I will say that our, our good buddy Rocky, he's brought some stuff where like the food is fine, but he he's gotten these like, you know, meals where you have to heat the meal up inside the inside the bag. So you basically mm. put the plastic container inside the pot of boiling water, right? And so high maintenance it's, foodie. It's boiling the food inside. I don't know, just and so I feel like I got to clean out the pot afterwards because I don't want all that like chemical residue in there. So Rocky, just go and get some freezer meals. Just go yeah. get them. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, th- I don't know. There's I think worth, there's more to that story anyway. Okay. Um. All right. Well, so it's been a while since you've gone over three. A little embarrassed for you if I'm being honest. I'm proud of but, myself. But uh, it's early, man. It's early. You're gonna come up with some some beauty. Sometimes this you season. gotta you gotta remember what it's like to fail to succeed, Carl. <laughs> you know. I've got a tidbit question for you. Yeah. All right, so we went down the rabbit hole a couple episodes ago of our biggest dumpster fire trip. And we are good about not, like both of us don't ever want to fail at things. Mm. And so my question is, that trip was like, you know, we made it, but we didn't hit all the highlights or hit all the spots we were trying to get to. Should we redo the trip and um, and just, I don't know, just kind of, just redo it. Just go there. Try to hit the lake the first night. And then, dare I say, the second day, just embrace the mutiny and try to climb up and over the mountain with, you know, with that kind of loose game plan that you were ooh, suggesting. Ooh. 
Are would we, you ever be interested in redoing a trip and just being like, we're going to tackle? We've talked about same same crew. Um, I mean, I don't know that all the same guys are going, but we're, we'll have yeah, similar. We'll say similar. Do we have the core guys? The main. Yeah, it'd be like a July visa. trip. July trip. Um, it would be interesting. Like, would you want? Like, you know, we, we've been kind of. I've been. I've been mocking the fact that it's super dangerous. I've joked around that like you're climbing an inverted cliff. It's not really that bad, but. Probably not. No. Would you? Would you want? To I don't. Know? I mean, I know we're always about like let's see new places and do new things. Right, right, once right. A year, but if for some reason we ended up back there, it's not. No, this would be intentional. We wouldn't end up back. It there. would be. It would be interesting to try it. Yeah. Why not? Okay. We'll tuck that you away. We'll tuck as long away. as we don't have any back pain, I think we're good. Okay. Would you? Would you start that mutiny? Would you be like, guys? We're gonna go over this. No, it's planned. It's planned. We're, we're we're doing the planned. Okay. It's actually yeah. It's I guess it's not a meeting anymore because we're actually in a plan to climb up and over the mountain, right? Oh well, it's well if it's planned. I mean, it's it's not. A we're mutiny, embracing right? the old mutiny and saying, all right, you know what? Mm. Maybe you guys know better, and so let's go and do that route. Mm. Okay, that's all fair. Right. Just I'll be ready okay. for it. Just be ready for it. All right. So um, like it. Please don't be shy about leaving reviews on Apple. We will happily read it on our show, and we would be honored if yes. you do so. Please consider joining our Patreon family. We love them. They they keep our show going. We've got okay. The new oh, the latest bonus episode is like a uh, how would you call it? Like I, like I'm butting heads with Jesse on the BAM trip, and you're trying to be the counselor. Is that how do you how do you describe it? <laughs> <laughs> the emotional roller coaster of Carl's journey. <laughs> My on journey. Cana- Canadian soil. <laughs> <laughs> uh poop hitting the fan and bamf what that's like <laughs> mandrioli therapy in need there you go so Canada. we've got that there definitely some go. interesting things that came out of that episode and derek is strangely trying to be the calming influence calming force i played the role yeah. of counselor and i hope yeah. i hope we made some headway i feel like we did it's a different episode maybe you should be a maybe you should be a real counselor uh you know you know it might be helpful for you it's uh <laughs> it was a different episode i thought i thought i think we got somewhere though I think you guys. Okay. You think so? I don't think we did. I didn't, I I didn't even get paid for it either. That's what's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shocking. That's right. Thank you, Derek. Thank You're you welcome. For, for helping. That's what friends solve are for. Problems right there. In good times and bad times, all that stuff. All right. That's all I got, my friend. All I got. Guys, uh, thanks again for tuning in. If you're on the trail and you need some snacks from the foodie, Carl's got all kinds of old salmon and baked beans in cans with his tuna in his bag. Go get it. We were uh, on the trail one time, and he, 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 he planted some food on the trail, and he called it trail magic. But I opened up the. I'm like, oh, did you? So what? You came like before? You had somebody bring this? Like, yeah, I had somebody bring this and put it on the trail. Like, my wife brought it. And she put it there. I was like, this is great. Like, let's open it up. Let's have some. Opened it up. Old salmon. Moldy peanuts, and he's like, what? You wouldn't eat this? And I'm like, new friend time. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.